This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. Hey, you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? How we doing, how we doing? And welcome to episode 198, episode 198 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I'm your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? Hope you had a great weekend. I, uh, <laughs> a little bit out of sorts right now. I was just about to hit record and then I watched Jacoby Myers make the dumbest play in the history of the NFL. Patriots lose, probably blow their playoff chances right after the fact that I got back to the podcast studio to record episode 198 after that horrific Celtics loss. So I am, sports are just not on my side today, and, and, and I just don't like it in any way, shape, or form. But um, let's try and regroup here. And as you know, you can find me on the Twitter machine at BannerBanter18 or on Facebook and Instagram at BannerBanterPodcast. And this week, the podcast is sponsored by Jack's Abbey Craft Loggers. Jack's Abbey is a local Michael Brewery in Framingham, Massachusetts, and we need to raise one. This week, just based on the fact that the Celtics beat the Lakers earlier in the week, Jack's Abbey and the Celtics have teamed up to make a delicious and crisp 96-calorie light lager called Banner City, which is the perfect pre-game drink before any Celtics games, whether you're at home or actually going to the game. The Banner Banter Podcast is a huge fan of Banner City because of the fact that they have spent years of lager practice with this 100% American two-row barley. Make sure the next time you are drinking responsibly, watching the Celtics, you try Banner City, Boston's light lager, and the official beer of the Boston Celtics. We are actually going to be doing a giveaway today with Jack's Abbey, on the podcast, the first person to DM me, whether it's on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast, the dud of the week will win a customized jersey, Jack's Abbey socks, and gift card. This is a Jack's Abbey customized Celtics jersey. And again, all you have to do is slide into the DMs and let me know who the dud of the week is. The first person to do it will win all the fun stuff. And we are also very happy to announce that we are going to be doing a watch party, just like we did for the NBA Finals at Studio B. It is free. This time you do not have to pay. Studio B is right next to uh, TD Garden, which is attached to Big Night Live, on Thursday, January 19th for the Warriors game. So stay tuned for more information. I'll be posting some flyers uh, soon on all my social media pages. So stay tuned for that. And as you know, I'm part of the Big Night Media team with some great podcasts like Be Fit, Wicked Fast Podcast, No Limits with Kevin Cooney, A Chance to Strive, Music You're Missing, Drinks After Work, Dirty Flirty and Surviving, I'm the, promo- I'm the Promoter, He's the DJ, Eat the Damn Cake, and of course, you can always check out Card Vault Breaks on Whatnot, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Any, every single day of the week, 
you can always go in person to the Card Vault at Patriot Place or down at Foxwoods Resort Casino, where they're going to be doing a card show on January 28th and 29th at the Rainmaker Expo Center. Tickets are on sale now, $10 in advance, $15 on the day of show. And you can always follow Big Night Media on Instagram at Big Night Media for your chance to win free tickets to upcoming shows at Big Night Live thanks to Timmy Ticket Tuesday. And you can always get your Banner Banter Podcast merchandise at BigNightShop.com. I'm telling you, yeah. I'm, <laughs> until you actually do a podcast and you realize how much that actually is, it's a lot to do. It really is to blow all of that out in one take. It's it's something. So we're gonna drag this podcast out as soon as possible. My good friend Dicky is f- traveling to Pennsylvania, and he said, "Hey, try and make this podcast as long as possible." I got you, bud. It may be like a thirty minute long podcast. I know I haven't done one of those in a long time. Back in the glory days, in like season one and two, uh, I was doing like fifty five minute episodes, which was absolutely absurd. But let's break down what the hell is going on with the Boston Celtics. The Celtics went. One and three this week and are currently 22 and nine and currently in second place now in the Eastern Conference behind the Milwaukee Bucks just based on percentage points. So <laughs> if, you, if you're cool with that, good for you. I'm not. But uh, the Celtics are five and five in the last 10 games and I am currently 10 and 0 in my last 10 therapy sessions. So that's that. Okay. Regroup here, Tim. Holy shit. All right. Uh, the Celtics lost to the Clippers er- earlier in the week. One, uh, what was it? 113 to 93, which was just embarrassing. Then they played the Lakers and beat the Lakers in overtime. And, and you know what? Let's just talk about that Lakers game, shall we? Let's just sit down and relax, okay? Um, what happened during this <laughs> during this Celtics-Lakers game? I mean, the Celtics were up 21, 22 points. You were feeling delicious. It was like, ooh. Yeah, I love this. little Tuesday night, second night of a back-to-back. I don't want to stay up too late because I already stayed up so late because I thought they might have come back against the Clippers. No. And then all of a sudden, they became the main Celtics. But, oh, wait, that can't be true either because the main Celtics just recently won a game by 49 points, which the Celtics wish they could do. But the Celtics allowed the Lakers to go on a 42-12 run. 40 um, I'm sorry, I, I I misspoke there. It wasn't even a 42 to 12 run. It was a 45 to 12 run. What are we doing here? Like, what the fuck is going on? It's the Lakers. You should hate them. You should want to beat them every single like the amount of anxiety and anger and hope that I have every single time we played the Lakers. I wish I could just inject into every single Celtics player. I know, you know, someone like Mike Zarin and Rich Gotham and hopefully Brad Stevens and so many other people in the Celtics organization like Mike Gorman and rest in peace to Tommy, Satch Sanders. Everyone should hate the Lakers and they should just shove it down all the current Celtics players throats. You have to hate this team forever and ever. And, and on top of that, it's LeBron. I'm over hating LeBron, but I believe most people in the Celtics organization, and I would say 85% of the people in the city of Boston, Massachusetts, or even in New England, hate LeBron James. Okay? He beat you in two conference finals as of late, and you should want to beat the best player in the world since Michael Jordan every single time you play against them. And I know Jason Tatum's numbers against LeBron over the last handful of games are great, but none of that matters, okay? And listen, I get the whole, it's a long road trip, and I just want to be home in my own 
bad and blah, 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 but a 45 to 12 run, what is going on? And the fact that you need or think that a 17 to 4 run to close out the game to force overtime is a good thing? No. And then you win the game because Jason Tatum decided to go hold my Banner City beer here, LeBron. Thanks so much. Like, no, that's not it for me. And I get that rivalries really aren't a thing in the NBA anymore, which is so fucking stupid. But you are wearing a Bill Russell-themed jersey. And I promise you, Bill didn't like the Lakers. He respected Kobe, as he should. But guess who hated the Lakers? I mean, uh, the Celtics, when he was on the Lakers. Kobe Bryant. So I need some of that hate, that Mamba mentality to come into the Celtics every single time they play the Lakers. A 45 to 12 run. And then you have to close out on a 17 to 4 run with like three and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter on the sixth game of a road trip on national television. Oh my God. Just thinking about that game. I was so happy at halftime. I was just like, grab somebody sexy, tell them, hey. It was awesome. But no. But hey. You know what? End of the day, they went four and two on the road trip, which is great. But at the same time, we like stop this nonsense. Or is it nonsense? Because they lost to the Orlando Magic not once, but twice this weekend. The Orlando Magic coming into this game at TD Garden on Friday were one and eleven on the road. Seriously? This was a team where their best player, a Duke Blue Devil, Paolo Benchero, only made 24 three-pointers this entire season. And this entire weekend, he made nine. Seriously? Like, (laughs) I still can't get the Jacoby Myers play out of my head. And then you have to look and see, oh, Banchero has only made 24 three-pointers all year, and he made more of a third of that this weekend. And the fact that he made his free throws, which is something he couldn't do when I was down in New Orleans when Duke was playing North Carolina in Coach K's final game. Oh, it stung. It hurt. And listen, the Celtics got outworked. They got outplayed by the Magic on Friday night, which was so embarrassing and so terrible and so dumb. And it could make or break home court advantage down the road. Those are the type of games you have to win. Those are the type of games that Celtics won earlier in the season, which was great. And yes, I know the Grizzlies beat the Bucks by like 40 points the other night with G- with Giannis on the floor, but I don't care about that shit. I really don't. This is where my issue is with the Celtics since December 1st came around. The Celtics are the best team in the NBA right now. I fully believe that, and I'm just not being a homer or bias, okay? So you know what every single NBA team wants to do right now? They want to beat the Boston Celtics. They want to beat them. They want to destroy them, and that's what ex- that's exactly what the Orlando Magic did this weekend. The Celtics, like, since Tatum has been here, or even since Jalen has been here, you know, since Jalen got drafted the year before, they have always been the ones that are hunting, You know, I know they got the number one seed, blah, 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 blah. But they were always looked at as underdogs. And now they're the ones that are being hunted. And last year when the Celtics went on their post-All-Star break run, no one took them really seriously. And they they played well. They deserved to win every single game. But they kind of coasted into the playoffs, which was great. And now everyone is taking them seriously. And it's a huge ego boost for every single team 
even like a team like Orlando Magic to say, hey, this year, we've beat the Boston Celtics two out of three times, and the one time we lost, we only lost to them by single digits. That's the type of stuff where a team that's rebuilding like the Orlando Magic is like, we're we're there. We're just we we're just a couple steps behind. And that kind of brings me up to the Joe Missoula situation because this is something that needs to be looked at, but we don't need to like spiral over it. Listen, Joe Missoula wasn't a great coach during this West Coast road trip. He wasn't. Joe has been fine this season overall. Joe Missoula has showed why he is a great coach, but not the reason why the tag of interim head coach has been lifted. And then you can be like, whoa, whoa, well, hold up, Timmy G. Hold up a second. I thought you were a Team Joe guy. And guess what? I am. You're right. I'm a Team Joe guy because I'm not trying to be on an episode of Criminal Minds and figure out what happened to Ime Odoka. Last year is last year. And we need to focus on Joe and not Ime. And right now, over the last handful of games, Joe Mazzula hasn't been a great coach. And that's okay. And he has a lot of work to do. Just like Ime wasn't a great coach to begin last season. Okay. But to look at Ime and then to look at Joe, Ime improved as we went. Can we have that same faith in Joe Mazzula? I hope so because I have all the faith in the world in Brad Stevens. And hopefully Joe can realize his mistakes. I'm not talking about timeouts, okay, because what it is what it is. That's going to be Joe Mazzula. Joe Mazzula ain't calling timeouts when, when things are down. Nope. Or when the chips are down, like it's a Lloyd Banks song. Okay. It's just not going to happen in any way, shape or form. But Joe Mazzula needs to improve in certain aspects of the game, rotations, offensive sets, defensive sets. Is this going to work? Is this not going to work? And that's okay. And I wanted the Celtics to go like five and two on this homestand because I am strict, but fair, but they have started off. zero and two. So now they have to win the next five games against the Pacers, the Timberwolves, the Bucks, the Clippers, and the Rockets to make me happy. And to be honest with you, I'm really only confident about three of those games because of what I have seen in the last 18 days. I mean, you got to be confident about the Pacers and the Timberwolves and the Rockets. They've already lost the Clippers this year, but the Clippers, again, East Coast, long road trip, just like the Celtics were, whatever the case may be. And the Bucks, I mean, they just lost by like 100 points to the Grizzlies, so who knows? But... These last 18 days, we need to compare to everything that happened in the 30 days in November. In November, the Celtics' offensive rating was 123, and the defensive rating was 111, which was first for for, uh, offensive rating and 15th for defensive rating. In the month of December so far, the Celtics' offensive rating is 107, and their defensive rating is 107, which is good for last in offense and fourth in defense. So everything is kind of flipped. And what happened? Like, that's what I don't get. What happened with the offense? The defense you knew was going to get better. Seriously, like, the first, like, two weeks of the season where people were like, oh, well, the Celtics defense, if they're going to be scoring the ball like this, like, you know, they got to defend better. And listen, you knew they were going to get better. The last two games since Romp has come back, the Celtics defensive rating has, has been 103.4, which is absurd. That's a great number. But the Magics in the last two games is 98.5. And guess what? This isn't the sports hub. Like, what the fuck is going on? The Celtics are living and dying by the three. In November, they lived a beautiful life. 41% from three, which was the best in the NBA. 
And then in December, they're shooting 31.8% from three, which is fifth worst in the league. The Lakers, Cavs, Raptors, and Rockets are below them. That's a 10% difference. That's ridiculous. I feel like teams were like, to start the season, go ahead, Celtics. Go ahead and shoot it. I dare you. And it worked for the Celtics. And now teams are contesting their shots, and the Celtics can hit contested three-pointers. And listen, they're still good at it. Don't get me wrong, but it's dropped a lot. So what has to change? I feel like that's the big question offensively. What has to change? And to be honest with you, I don't know. I mean, the, the shots will eventually fall, right? But are the Celtics too confident right now in how they were playing? Are the Celtics too comfortable? Should Joe Missoula kind of change their ways a bit and maybe do some mid-range jumpers versus some three-pointers? The ball movement hasn't been there as of late. I mean, I feel like today against the Magic, I know you're listening on Monday, so sorry about that, but like today I feel like the Celtics had like 20-some-odd turno- uh, assists but only like 16 or 17 turnovers. That's not good. Where where in December it was more, or I'm sorry, in November it was more like 25 assists, 27 assists, and only like 12 turnovers. So the Celtics need to figure out who they are offensively to get back to their ways in November. And the defense will fall into place. And the defense has fallen into place. But who would have thought that the Celtics offense is the issue now and not to, and not the defense the way that this season has started? And it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. But let's talk about the stud and dud of the week. So go ahead and hit the music. And now it is time for the Celtics stud and the Celtics dud of the week. Okay, it is time for your stud and dud of the week for episode 198 of the Banner Banter Podcast. And just a reminder, if you are the first person to DM me on the Banner Banter Podcast Instagram page at Banner Banter Podcast or the Banner Banter Podcast Twitter page at Banner Banter 18, who the dud of the week is, you will win a customized Celtics Jack's Abbey jersey, a Jack's Abbey gift card, and a Jack's Abbey Celtics-themed pair of socks but let's start off with the dud of the week for episode 198 and that is Jalen Brown Jalen Brown what huh why Jalen Brown didn't you see Jason Tatum drop 44 points against the Lakers yes I did and it was lovely and that's what he should have done but Jalen Brown dropped 20 points or more every single game this week as he should but if you remember earlier this season on the podcast I said Jalen Brown has improved every single year And there's one area that I really wanted Jalen Brown to improve in, and that was to rebound the basketball more, and he stepped up big uh, big time in that department. Jalen Brown averaged nine, almost nine and a half rebounds per game this week, including 15 boards versus the Lakers and 14 boards today against the Orlando Magic. Jalen has been making the extra effort for this team, especially when Rob was out, you know, because of the uh, the birth of his recent child, so congratulations to Al and his and um, his wife and his entire family. And obviously, Al was out for uh, health uh, health and safety protocols, which is understandable because he was just about to have a kid. Had to clear out those protocols. Blah 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 blah. Uh, uh, Rob was out as well. 
Um, and so rebounding for this team is very, very important because, you know, Luke Cornett was awesome. He was awesome in that Lakers game on the rebound side of things. He got like, I think he had like five or six offensive rebounds in that game. And I don't think it, it will be talked about enough how great Luke Cornett was rebounding the basketball in that Lakers game. But the fact that Jalen Brown is making the extra effort for this team is great. Listen, we all know Tatum is a good rebounder. He'll get his. But Jalen putting up those type of rebound numbers is huge when they are shorthanded on such a long road trip. Now, he needs help in other ways because his three-point shooting was not great this week. Don't get me wrong. But end of the day, I thought Jalen Brown was terrific offensively defensively, rebounding the ball, just doing the little things. Because we've always known Jalen... Oh, excuse me. There's the weekly burp. Um, Jalen's always been good scoring the ball. Jalen's always been good defending the ball. He's not a great off-ball defender, but on-ball defender, he's pretty good. But he's he was terrific this week rebounding the ball, and it showed me that he's willing to make that extra effort, different changes into his game, and that's what I love to see. And the dud of the week, I mean, come on. A giveaway with more traffic to the podcast, and we got to spread the word. The the dud of the week, it's number 12. So number 12 shot 31% from three. He did shoot 41% from the field, which is great and fine, whatever. And he rebounded the ball okay with about uh, five rebounds per game. But it was a minus 13 for the whole week. He missed a dunk today and then tried to climb up on the rim, which led to offensive goaltending, which was so embarrassing. He committed some... Dumb fouls in both Magic games. He turned the ball over late on an inbound pass where the Celtics could have won the game and then ran over to Jalen and Marcus and blamed them like he's this perfect player. He clearly blames the officials for everything. He's basically the new Kyle Lowry with how he reacts to certain things. And he is now averaging under 10 points a game. And to pay him more this offseason than Rob, stop. Rob Williams, in his first two games back, averaged seven and a half points and more rebounds in two games back with a bad knee than number 12 did all week. Like, Rob looks good. Team still isn't used to him, and that's fine, whatever. It will, it will, it will work. It will take time. Got to be patient. Patience is a virtue. And he played a lot more than I thought he would, and he feels good, and the team feels good about it. So you have to feel good about it as well. But number 12... Over the last few weeks, he has made some good shots. Don't get me wrong. He's made some important shots, but he really hasn't been great overall. And I feel like if you look at number 12 in November and number 12 in December, it's kind of like the Celtics team right now. It was really good in November, and now it's really not, and it's a little bit concerning. So your stud of the week is Jalen Brown, and your dud of the week is number 12. And... Let's preview the three games that they got this week. The Celtics are still at home. They're still at home until the end of the year. I think it's like seven home games in 17 days. The Celtics are playing the Wizards. uh, I'm sorry, not the Wizards. The Pacers Wednesday night at TD Garden at 7.30 p.m. And then the Minnesota Timberwolves are coming to town at 7.30 p.m. on Friday. And then they end the week on Christmas, which is huge for playoff reasons and the Eastern Conference standings. Blah, 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 blah. The list goes on and on on Christmas at 5 p.m. So let's break down 
each one, shall we? Just like we always do right here on the Banner Bear Podcast. The Pacers, uh, they just beat the Knicks. Literally, the game ended right as about Jacoby Myers decided to throw the balls backwards to Chandler Jones, which is so stupid. But they're currently 16 and 15 on the season. They're 4 and 6 in the last 10 games. And listen, they have a lot of talent. And they're really not dealing with a lot of injuries right now, minus Daniel Tice, former Boston Celtics great, um, who has been uh, out for a while with a knee issue. You have Benedict uh, Matherin, who is easily the closest guy to Paolo Benchero for winning Rookie of the Year. He's an unbelievable talent. He's kind of like a mini Scotty Barnes. He can do things so well. He averages 18 points a game, four boards, two assists. And by the way, he does that off the bench. As a rookie, that's very impressive. And, of course, I got Tyrese Halliburton, one of the best point guards in the league, Miles Turner. You know, half the Celtics fans like him, half the Celtics fans hate him. Buddy Heald, who can, you know, shoot the ball better than most in the league. Jalen Smith, another big guy for the Celtics. And, you know, depending on how Rob or Al are feeling, could have trouble with him. Aaron Neesmith coming off of the bench for them as well, dropping eight points a game, former Boston Celtics. Uh, Aaron Neesmith, you feel like he didn't get a great opportunity here, so you're very happy for him uh, to see get more playing time. We'll see how he plays against his old team. And listen, in the month of December, you know, just kind of like the Celtics, um, you can't find a team that rebounds the worst or worse than the Pacers. Um, but this, all, this team also takes a lot of three-pointers as well. So they rebound the ball poorly but they shoot the ball very well. Uh, you know, in so far in the month of uh, December, they have the sixth best three-point percentage in the league. So this is just one of those things. You close out on shooters, make, him, make a ticket to the rim, box out, rebound well. But I also said the same thing about the Magic last week. I said, if you rebound the ball well against the Magic, you'll beat them. They got out-rebounded on Friday. They almost got out-rebounded uh, today. The Celtics won the rebound battle, but they didn't shoot the ball well. It is what it is. This should be a win for the Celtics. This is one of those games where you're like, okay, we got two days off. We're at home. We're sleeping in our own beds. We're feeling good. Let's go out there, get back into a good rhythm, feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. It's Jamaican bobsled time, and let's enjoy a good victory at home. Because then you got Friday night, 7.30 p.m. at TD Garden against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And listen, they're an interesting team because this go bear. Carl Anthony Towns thing really hasn't worked for them the way that they wanted it to. They are 14 and 15 on the season. They're currently playing the Chicago Bulls right now at home as I'm recording this. Um, and they've lost three out of the last four. Rudy Gobert has an ankle injury. He should be back for the Celtics game on Friday. Carl Anthony Towns is out with a calf injury for a long time. This is a young, talented team, just like the Magic and just like the Pacers that can outplay you and and want to beat one of the best teams in the NBA. You are now being the hunted. How are you going to react to it? Anthony Edwards, who is an all-star in this league, an incredible talent. D'Angelo Russell can go off on any night, and hopefully Marcus Smart can annoy Russell enough and you know make sure that his points are limited because then that gives the Timberwolves less options to score the ball, which is great for the Celtics. They have Jalen Noel, who's a good young player, good shooter as well. Jaden McDaniels can cause defensive matchup problems for the Celtics with Al and number 12 on the floor at the same time, if that's what Joe Mazzulla wants to do with the starting lineup. So again, a tough game, but a game that the Celtics should win. And then on Sunday, on Christmas at 5 p.m., TD Garden will be on ABC and ESPN, or maybe it's just ABC, whatever the case may be. I mean, what do you want me to say? This is a very important day for the NBA. 
for the people that are more obsessed with Jason Tatum winning the MVP than they are Banner 18, this is a huge day for your boy Jason Tatum to show up and outplay Giannis. But, I mean, seriously, what do you want me to say? Giannis is good. Drew Holiday is good. Chris Middleton is good. Brooke Lopez is good. Bobby Portis is good. Jason Tatum is good. Marcus Smart is good. Jalen Brown is good. Al Horford is good. The Time Lord is good. They split the regular season last year 2-2. Two to two. They played seven games last year in the playoffs that the Celtics won, all because of home court advantage. You can't tell me differently. These two teams have seen each other, I feel like, a hundred times over the last three years. So this game is very important for playoff season, uh, for seeding, playoff seeding, and I know it's dumb to say, but it's true. This will be the fourth game on a five-game road trip for the Bucks. So that's an advantage for us right there. But they then bring Joe Ingles, who will be coming back from an ACL tear, who's a great three-point shooter. He used to play for the Utah Jazz. If he just stands there and hits open threes, he makes Sam Hauser look like me shooting a three-pointer. You know, it, not great, Bob. So this is more, you know, is this game about coaching? Who knows? I mean, um, oh, my God, what's the Bucks coach's name? Bud... Oh my God, I'm having a huge brain fart. Anyways, we're going to ignore that. But Bud versus Joe. Um, or is it just talent? Who knows? But the Celtics need this one. Because Celt- crazy Celtics fans like myself need a little bit of a confidence booster here in this team. Because right now, we're not feeling very good about this team. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably don't feel very good about this team either. But that is it for episode 198 of the Banner Banter Podcast. Don't forget to try... Banner City, Boston's light lager, and the official beer of the Boston Celtics. Follow me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Instagram or Facebook at Banner Banter Podcast. Uh, Subscribe, like, leave a comment on the podcast on all your favorite podcast apps, Apple, Spotify, you know, the list goes on and on. I hope you and your family have a great holiday weekend. If you're uh, celebrating Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah. If you're celebrating Christmas, Merry Christmas. And there's so many other different types of holidays that you can celebrate. So happy holidays to everyone. We'll be, talk to you the day after Christmas on Monday, December 26th with another great giveaway from Jack's Abbey. And that's it. I'm going to shut up now. Thanks for listening. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.